Hey, it's Sarah Poet, your host here at the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Welcome. I hope that you're all doing well. I hope your families are safe and healthy. So I'm releasing this in the beginning of April when COVID-19 has us quarantined in our homes. And I recorded this interview with Tracy Neely um, at least six weeks ago. But I really appreciate the synchronicities in the release schedule as we are in real time here because what Tracy is talking about as service, as a sacred path, is really, really applicable today. We are seeing the uprising of community gardens, of people reaching out and helping one another locally. Um, you know, we're, we're following the social distancing, but it's almost as if our hearts are really awakening in a way that they were not able to before. So I want you to please consider that as you listen to this. Of course, we're in current time considering this through a current lens. And also toward the end of the podcast, we talk about how the devotion to the path of your own sacred truth is actually service to the world. And so I want you to also remember that at this time, that you on your own path of sacred remembering actually helps to light up the whole of the planet. It actually is the healing that we need on the planet right now. We need people in their sacred truth. We need people in their authenticity. We need people in their wholeness, in their feminine masculine balance, in their heart consciousness to move this planet forward in the way that we need to move forward now. So thank you for doing the important work of walking back to yourself and being in service to others. Um, All roads lead home, right? All roads ultimately lead to love. So if you are following your sacred truth, it's not a selfish thing. It's actually the path to love, which then makes your heart open in service to the rest of the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you for doing it. And many, many blessings. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Tracy Neely is an intuitive healer, certified life coach, Reiki master, soul priestess, seer, and medicine woman. She has spent over a decade supporting and mentoring women through energy practices that heal, intuitive coaching that shifts the mindset, and psychic guidance for clarity. Throughout her life, Tracy has been guided to hold space for women as they awaken the healer within them, uncover their soul's purpose, connect with their divine gifts, and experience sovereignty, doing the work that feeds their heart, soul, and mind. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hello, sister. How are you? I'm so good, and I'm so excited to get to know you through this podcast episode a little bit more and have you bring your uh, wisdom and brilliance to this space. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And hello to your audience and your community. I'm really excited about what you and I are going to share today. Yeah, we're going to tell some stories. And, you know, we say the Sacred Remembering Podcast is for modern women waking up to the truth of 
who we are. And I know that you and I are sitting here on this video mm-hmm. call, we're just like smiling because yes, let's wake up, women. <laughs> this is this is such an exciting topic. So, first of all, just start us off telling about what you do in the world, who you are, where you're at, you know, any of the above. Right. And I am smiling. Um, I'm like, oh my goodness, my jaws hurt. I'm I'm smiling and thank you so much for the invitation to connect with you and your audience. I'm Tracy Neely. And first and foremost, I am a woman just so on fire to be of service. I'm a mom. I, I live here in Georgia with my 13-year-old, my so you can imagine what life is like, and my husband and our dog, Cosmo. And I'm an intuitive healer, um, a seer, a psychic, a life coach for women that have this fire inside of them to be of service, sharing their gifts and their abilities and discovering sometimes like what lights you up and how you want to really be of service and speak your truth. That is who I am. Thank you so much. So I have a question that's arising from that intro. Yeah. I'm diving in that direction and we're just going to wind to wherever we wind on this path today. So I love that you're talking about service first and foremost. Yeah. And I'm curious what that looks like when a woman comes and says, you know, I'm waking up to the truth of who I am and I want to do something in this world. I want to be my authentic self. How do you frame service in that conversation? You know, before I even knew what the word was, I feel like I was always moving in the energy of service, being a support, um, being someone that can really go on a journey with somebody else so that they feel and experience bettering and transforming their life. So it's looked, um, it's looked different over the years, but I would say probably from the age of 13, I knew that that was my soul path. I knew that, um, really supporting others by listening, by sharing, um, by speaking a truth into them was a way that I could support somebody else to do whatever excites them in being in service to others. Mm, Thank you. So do you experience service to be something that people come to? I mean, I'm fascinating. I'm fascinated here because on my path, I feel like the realization that what this is, is really service was later when I had sort of overcome like traumas or reasons to be angry or something like that. So even though I was driven, I wasn't necessarily framing it Mm -hmm. as a service path. Although I was, I was always willing to really, really give and to the point where I was really, really depleted, you know, which I, I know a lot of women are. And so, yes, yes. yeah, I just want to hear you talk about service more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's really, really interesting because we all look at how we are showing up in the world and sharing the things that matter to us. We all call it all these different things. You know, for some people, it's like, I'm living my truth or I'm living and experiencing my soul purpose. Purpose For others, it's like, I am supporting and helping someone with my abilities so that they actually start to recognize and realize and experience their abilities. So service um, can be something really potent too. Because I remember at one point in my life when I was really like, you know, thinking about you know, am I really fulfilling my purpose and being of service from the standpoint of my heart and my soul versus my head, right? So what really came up was my ancestors Mm. and just what they had to experience to serve others. Mm. And so that was a really it was really emotional and really painful to, to go back and think about how they needed to serve others, right? Versus what I'm talking about. And what came to mind was freedom. Mm. Like 
I'm free to be me in however that shows up in the way that I desire to sort to support somebody else. Like for me, that's being of service. But it also even goes deeper because I recognize what my ancestors had to go through and they weren't free. And so I don't take this for granted at all of being of service and really, really unpacking my emotions and my beliefs and the stories and the pain that comes up for me and remembering that. And when I realize what they went through, for me to be where I am today, service has so much of a bigger meaning. Yeah. Thank you so much for framing that that way. That was one of those moments we all want to rewind and re-listen to and rewind and re-listen to. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The, the, to be made to serve or to have the choice to serve and the freedom to serve from this heart space. And, and in doing so, you're also doing your life's work. Absolutely. And I don't even know if I have articulated it the way that I'm feeling it now, because I get teary eyed thinking of that. So thank you so much for that question. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, there are some, some overlaps. Well, I'll just, I'll just follow the path there, I guess. Um, so I was working with one of my mentors and asking a question kind of about um, business and a business that's on a spiritual path and, you know, just the evolution of all of that. Yeah. And she said go back. So this is the assignment that she gave me. She said, go back to your original why. Your original why when you, when you started this path. And, and the words that I said, and I actually was interviewed yesterday and, and said these words yesterday in another interview. I said, as a school director, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt out of integrity doing the academic director job anymore because all I wanted to do was work with the human heart and soul. Mm. And you just said that that was, I can't (laughs) quote you, but you said that that was your path of service. It's like to work with the heart and soul. And so, Mm. yeah, I just really, that really hit home in me right now to go back and remember that, you know, we don't start out on these paths that are our authentic path and think, well, what am I going to get from it? Mm, You know, like we're not, we're not thinking that we're thinking I have to do this because my soul is calling me and I want to work with the heart and soul of other people. So yes. Yes. And it's like, you know, even as you say, as you're saying that, like my heart chakra is just this like between my tears and my heart. It's so powerful what you're saying, because there were many, many years when um, I wasn't leading from my heart and my soul. I was leading from my mind, right? Yeah. But my mind was creating all of the ways that I needed to stay stuck in fear and frustration and confusion and lack. Um, and our minds can be very, very powerful in leading us forward, but also keeping us feeling comfortable, even when that comfort feels like shit, you know? Yeah. And so leading from the heart and the soul can sometimes feel very scary, but it's like, until you do that, it's almost like your soul keeps speaking this thing to you. And it's like this nudging and it gets louder and louder and louder. And then one day you're like enough already. Okay. Okay. You know? And so, um, what I just encourage anybody to do is when you get that little fluttering or those butterflies or that feeling that's like, I don't know, I'm not sure what ifs and all those things that come up in our heads, really start to be still, close your eyes, connect with your heart and your soul. Just ask yourself, what is my truth? And then just sit with that for a minute. And many times our truth has always been there, but it's under all of the chaos and the challenges and the issues that we go through 
in this human existence. You know what I mean? However, when we start to unpack that, then we get to really sit with our heart and our truth. And then we feel like that flicker Mm -hmm. of our desires because no matter what's going on in our life, because we always have things going on in our life, it's like, we're just ready to share it in a way that is like, we just feel so lit up while still feeling the nerves. You know what I mean? Because there's never going to be a moment where we're not going to feel it, where we're like, I'm good. I'm all calm. You know, I'm comfortable. No, the more that we stay uncomfortable is the more that we grow. Ooh, yeah. Gosh, I have so many things to say after this. (laughs) It's so good. You know, part of what's arising for me is when we have this walk of remembering and we're saying, this is my truth and I'm going to go after it, you know, or we make, maybe we make a big life decision and we're like, okay, I'm on this path now. I think what you just said, we need to continue doing it and you know, as women were programmed with us, well, I'm not there yet. I'm I'm not enough yet. I haven't done enough things yet. I don't have the platform to really share all of my truth yet. You know, like all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I really love what you said. It's like, we continually revisit that process of in this moment, what is my truth? Because at that moment of, of choosing us or of, of, choosing a different path or something like that, um, the old programming is still going to come up. And then we're going to have to look at the truth again and choose our truth again and look at the truth again and choose our truth again. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's like all of these, we're feeling these emotions and what are emotions? It's energy and motion. So, you know, if we get to the place where we're like, um, I have to wait until We'll be waiting forever. So it's like in the midst of what you're sharing, um, because maybe your truth is just you taking a moment for yourself and connecting with your breath. Because you've been in this mode where you've been going 100 miles an hour. And when we're in that mode of feeling our emotions, sometimes we're holding our breath. So maybe your truth in the moment is, I need to just take a breath so that I can bring my energy back in and come into my being of whatever that feels like in the moment so that I can then think, what's my next step? Right. Yes. Let's stop deciding from within the chaos. Let's let that sink in, right? I wanted to go back to what you said about stories. Yeah. And, you know, you're welcome to share as much of, of your path and your story as, as you'd like and sort of how you discovered your gifts, these yeah. sacred gifts and these healing gifts and clairvoyant gifts. And then what stories did you tell yourself about what you could and could not do or who you oh, yes. were or not? Yeah. (laughs) Such a good question. Like I can feel it all over like goosebumps. So I would say probably um, what I was conscious of is probably from the age of 13, I knew that there were things that I knew about other people that no one had shared with me. And I didn't really know what to call it then. I just remember like my aunts and my grandmother, my mother saying, you are just like an old soul. You are so wise. And I remember I used to have these conversations with my mom and she was a single mother and and life was, was tough sometimes. And I remember saying to her, mommy, the words that you speak have so much impact on your life. Now that is way bigger than like what 13 year olds really talk about in terms of um, that kind of wisdom, or at least the 13 year olds that I knew um, and it was almost at that age that I knew, okay, there's something going on. And I didn't call it psychic. Um, I just felt like there was this inner knowing that was really, really strong in me. However, 
Um, many, many times we don't share our gifts or we don't even know what our gifts are. And we're just kind of dealing with life. And, but I never forgot that. I never forgot that. But I also felt like that made me an outcast. Like I felt too quirky and too deep and too serious. And, um, I felt too much for others. I was always that girl in the room too. Like, you know oh, what I mean? I'll ask that question. I'll say that. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? And I felt like the things that I talked about or thought about were so different. So I always felt like an outsider, you know, um, never did fit in, which I'm kind of happy now, but you know, when you're that age and then growing into my twenties, I was still feeling like, where's my place? Like, you know, because I felt like too much sometimes or not enough other times. And um, I did a lot of healing work um, around that. So as I started to grow into my womanhood, it was almost like I started to um, feel so blessed and grateful for this inner knowing mm-hmm. um, because I knew that somewhere down the line, I was going to be of service mm-hmm. with this gift. And when you talk about story, you know, one of the stories that I told for a really, really long time, and when I say a long time, I'm talking about for over 20 years, was that I could not show up on camera, on videos, or take pictures because I looked like a monster. And so I'm being really raw and really candid. Those were the thoughts that were in my head because I was diagnosed with a very rare tumor in my jaw, which I felt like disfigured how I looked and how I talked. So when I talked, you know, people thought, oh, maybe she had a stroke or, you know, the way that my smile was, it was crooked. So it's like I had this story in my head about how people were going to perceive me. And so that was how I lived my life. Like, well, I'm just going to hide because they're already going to make fun of me. They're going to already think that I'm a They're going to think that I'm unattractive. They're going to make fun of the way that I talk and they're going to laugh at me. So it was almost like because I had this story, I kept making this story true by hiding by my actions. And it was almost like I kept feeding it. You know, it was like a vicious loop. I'm thinking these things, well, I'm going to keep feeding it through my actions or on my non actions. And then one day I just said, you know what? This isn't my story. This has had so much power over my life and not in the way that I desire it to be. And as long as I continue to have this story, I'm not being of service in the way that I desire to be of service. So it was like I had to um, say farewell to this relationship, right, that I'd been holding on to. And as uncomfortable as it was, Sarah, it was like my, my blanket. It was my security blanket because it was the story that I knew, that I felt. And even though it didn't feel good, but it was mine. And one day I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? This is not who I desire to be anymore. I am not aligning with this energy and this vibration because it is sending a frequency that I am not beholden to anymore. So how did you change it? Was it a behavioral, I'm going to stop this, I'm going to do a 21-day practice and just practice being in a different frequency? I mean, what was your process? Because I know we all have the stories that are keeping us stuck. Uh, Well, you know, the first thing was um, I had to become aware that this is what I was leading with everywhere I went. Oh, that's huge. And so that was, uh, that was painful because I'm like, oh my gosh, that awareness was like, okay, this is the first step. My second step was I had to have a desire to experience a different story. And because I'd been sharing this one for so long, it was like, uh, well, what's my story now, right? This is what I've been holding to. This is my comfortable place. And so it was awareness. It was my desire to experience something. And then it was like deep inner work and it was work around, um, it was energy work. It was past lives. It were the things that happened to me when I was little that I hadn't spoken about in over 17, 18 years that I finally had to voice so that I could get it out of my nervous system because it was also running the show. Right. It's, it's so deep in there. Yeah. Um, when we have these stories. So yeah, I, the first thing you said though, I just, I had this impact 
when you said, what am I leading with everywhere I go? Yes. And that I just want to encourage all listeners to like push pause on the recording and ask, (laughs) ask that question. And then if it's not what you would choose, there you go. Like you have your answer. And then, and then what do you want to choose? Yes. And you know, like I just get goosebumps because I've been in the place and I'm sure there are women and men or whomever that are going to listen to this where you've been leading with this for so long that you're not even sure the next step or what, what, what are you leading with? What can you lead with that is different from this? And I was leading with it everywhere on my website and my posts on social media, like in interviews. So it was almost like, um, who am I now? If this yeah. is not my story, yeah. you know, so yeah. that inner work is, is, is super powerful and it can look like many, many things um, besides energy work. It can look like going out in nature and grounding that energy, releasing those stories. It can look like um, sitting and journaling. It could look like getting support through a coach, a mentor, a guide, a healer, a therapist, you know, when we can, actively look for support outside of ourselves, we can then become clear on the things that have been running the show in the unconscious mind. Because many things we don't even know, we don't even know because we're so on autopilot. Yeah. And so another person's perspective. Right. Is a powerful thing. Right. And you know, enter what you and I do for a living. It's like what you circling back to what you had started talking about when you can hold that mirror for another person and the person might be stuck in this story. And you say, I hear, I hear you communicating a different story. Let me hold that potential with you. Um, You know, we do this together. We go through together. Uh, Yeah. And I know sometimes, you know, there's a lot of shame um, and judgment when we want to like share the things, the emotional things that have been happening in our lives with somebody else. But I have to just tell you from my own experience that I was just so sick and tired of the same old feelings and emotions and fear that felt like it was paralyzing me that I was willing to take that chance on sharing what was going on in my life behind the smiles, yeah, behind the stuff, because I was hurting so much that I was willing to do that. I was willing to have the courage um, to just share because I know that I wanted something different mm-hmm. than what I'd been dealing and experiencing. Yes. I resonate with that so much, like just wanting the real and authentic experience. Yes. Yeah. And being able to be met in that place. I mean, just, you know, imagining that space in my body, the nervous system, you're holding your breath, you're holding yourself up, you're telling yourself the story. And that perpetuates like a fighting momentum and mentality in your daily life. And so getting to lay that down mm. is relief. Yeah. And how, and how do we, and how do we lay that down? You know, yeah. um, how do we safely lay it down? Cause it served a purpose. I hear awesome reviews about this podcast. Thank you. It's been called magical and has impacted many women's lives, inspiring a depth and sacred truth-telling that we need on the planet at this time. If you enjoy listening to the Sacred Remembering podcast, I encourage you to consider making a monthly pledge on Patreon, patreon.com slash sarahpoet. So why Patreon? Well, when you engage in a simple $5 or $10 a month pledge or more, you're putting some energy behind this work. You're making an investment, and by doing so, you're saying, I believe in the impact and the importance of what's going on here. Your presence and your action mean even more than the monetary donation. It feels good to know that this work is important, 
supported, and able to grow. Thank you for being here and being a part of this movement. Hey, it's Sarah, the host here at the Sacred Remembering Podcast and the creator of Embodied Breath, where I use trauma-informed coaching and healing methodologies to help you live into your full truth so you can be who you desire to be in the world. I believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth first to herself and then maybe to the world changes and even saves her life. At sarahpoet.com, you'll find trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, my TEDx for modern women, an e-course to help you shift from silence into your sacred truth, my blog with more stories, and links to working with me personally in various durations if that's for you. You can schedule a consultation at sarahpoet.com. Everything changes when we align with the truth of who we are, when we own that truth and claim a path of sacred remembering. I believe it is the formula for everything from personal to global change. Thank you for being here and being a part of that change. Now, here's today's guest. I'm really grateful for what that time in my life brought me through to the other side, because if it were not for that, I probably would not have had the courage to be of service to somebody else in the way that I am now. Okay. Yes. Let's stay here for a moment. Um, Absolutely. And I, some of this goes to, well, this, this has been my story, right? So 2019, I plummeted into this like dark night of the soul that I absolutely needed to go through so that I could be of service. And so that's like twofold because then what happened was that, that, darkness and the overcoming I I recognized had been a part of my story my whole life like I had been the woman who was willing to overcome the hard shit and I was like I don't want to be the woman who overcomes hard shit (laughs) like I can do that I know I can do that I want to learn a different way and so I wanted to say that because I don't want to just perpetuate this story but in doing so, like in really going through that, the depth of that darkness, I am able, that's when I truly, truly understood heart-based service. Mm, yes. And I had worked my whole life in a service career, but because of the story and because of the fear in my nervous system I hadn't been truly in service to the, to the point that I understand it now, and I'm sure it'll just continue to evolve. Um, I hadn't been truly in service. And I think the high, you know, not the highest sense, I wouldn't say I've reached the highest sense, but um, to, the, to the point that I've been able to understand now. And it's just so much more benevolent. It's just so much more... Um, all the things that you were speaking to in the beginning of the podcast, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it feels good. Um, so, but that wasn't until after the healing of one of the most massive and destructive stories of my life. And you know what here, and thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. And what I, you know, as you were speaking on that, it just, it just shows me the level of space that you are able to hold for people, do mm. you know, is, is, is so powerful because of that experience. Yes. And I had had a client in my practice and she was so sad. And I thought to myself, she's experiencing a level of sorrow that I have not touched. and. I had lost a child. I've talked about that in previous episodes. So I birthed the child and she was adopted. And so, but after that, I hadn't let myself touch the depth of the sorrow. And so for 20 years, I was like outrunning that depth of sorrow or nearly 20 years. And then, but it was almost like Tracy, like I asked for it. You know, my soul knew because I said, I said that huh, I really haven't touched this depth of sorrow as, as my client has. And I went to Barnes and Noble and bought a book on it. <laughs> mm. And like within, 
probably three weeks, I had this massive activation that like led to the darkness. And so I was like, oh, here we go. I, I'm going to experience the sorrow. I'm laughing now. I was not at all laughing then. Oh yeah. Um, and what and how did you how did you work through that? Oh, it was massive. I mean, it was truly massive and it was ancestral. It was my soul needed to do that, but it took a long time. Um, so the activation was like just at the new year, and then I don't think I hit my rock bottom until March. And then mm. I was coming up and out of that by June, July. And um, I may have said this before, but but Universe sent me TEDx to like mm. get my ass back up. You know, like mm. you are not meant yes. to go down, like get back up. Um, and then that's when all of the sacred remembering work came through. And, you know, so, so Spirit was like, here you go. Here's your inspiration. So I think um, listening first of all, to exactly what was happening and not being willing to not bypass it. Um, So there was just like a, fuck, we're still in it. I'm still going down. Um, To the point where like I got in my car and took a weekend trip to somewhere that didn't even make sense, but my soul knew I needed to go. Um, Just just following the path. I mean, breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb. And you and I were in a mentorship um, together at that time. I I believe it was like a six-month mentorship. And so um, the space that that was holding was also like holding my process. So I was seeking mentors. I was, um, you know, the physical body, like dancing a lot, doing the Mm. trauma release work, um, going to various professionals and yes, energy work and working all my practices as an energy practitioner Mm. myself and Mm. yeah, working my own programs. (laughs) Absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that amazing though, that the, you know, it's like the way that we can hold space for others and share our practices and our gifts, our abilities, our talents, whatever, is because we are actually using them in our own lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, it's just this thing that we're using, you know, externally looks like, no, no, no. We have used it and continue to be inward with it. And it just builds and gets stronger. And we share it with others. We're not just holding on to it for ourselves, but we've done the work and we'll continue to do the work on ourselves with it. And that's how we know that we can share it with others. Absolutely. I think that's why I had trouble for a while as an entrepreneur to really describe what I do or like to have that elevator pitch, you know, because yes. I'm just me. I'm just real and I'm here. And like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, like you tell me and we'll go to the places. Um, yeah, but, but that's, I was really like bringing everything professional, everything personal and putting it into one package. And like, that's my offering, um, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that's, I think that's also why people are drawn to us, like, or drawn to work with the person that they're drawn to work with, you know? And so we yes. talk on this podcast about following that intuition or that hint. Um, so when you were saying, um, about letting go of the stories and you were talking about getting the help and doing the deeper work. And what I was thinking at that time was like, and trust yourself, trust yourself that those resources are going to show up in that moment. And Holy shit. I (laughs) let's talk about this for, for a while, because it's like all the times I second guess myself and now knowing and trusting divine timing so much Mm. that I'm saying if it's in your radar, if you feel the pull inside of your body, if you're pulled in a direction and you don't know why, if you're led to a dance class, if you're led to a guitar lesson, if you're led to a certain therapist or a new modality, like trust it because the path is divine. And you know, it's interesting when you talk about trust because, you know, there's so many things that can, uh, we can experience in our lives that keep us from trusting, right? And so because for so long, we've not trusted, it's like a muscle that you have to strengthen. Yes. 
Right. And and so in the beginning, it's like, OK, you you say to yourself, well, how am I going to trust if this has not been the world I live in? It hasn't been my reality. Yeah. And so one of the things that I did was because the mind is so interesting and creative and will continue to keep you believing the same story, which is probably not the truth. Right? right. However, it's the thing that you've been going with for so long. I had to stop and, and I had to start writing. What really is my truth? Hmm. What is the thing that I hold so strongly to in the midst of all the other emotions that come up? And I had to start unpacking that. And then I had to just say, even in the midst of things feeling uncomfortable and feeling the fear, that I needed to take an action because the more that I did that, the more confidence I felt in myself and the more that I just trusted. So I had to like strengthen that. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm going to just trust now because there were so many, there were so many things in my mind that would say, no, you, well, you can't trust that. Like you don't know, like you've got to lo- always look outside of yourself. And I had to make a point to say, okay, yes, support is so critical, I believe, in our lives. But I also had to come back to the divine energy and strength in myself. Because when I was always looking outside of myself for everything, for every answer, for every message, for all the guidance, I wasn't beginning the process of trusting myself. I had to sometimes say, okay, this is going to be a leap of faith, but I am going to trust this and then I'm going to move. Right. Which is, okay. Thank you so much for talking about action and movement because I think as women, when we enter onto the spiritual path, we also, we do this even with God or spirits or the divine feminine or whatever that spiritual practice is where I see a lot of women, I've done it myself, still giving over the authority. Like, well, what should I do next? What should I do next? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, trust what's coming through and take action. and, And (laughs) <laughs> and align your arrows. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, and it's so interesting because I'll see people talk about confidence and oh, how you can feel more confidence. And it's like, you know, people are like, well, what's the magic pill? Like, what's the magic potion to feel more confidence? And honestly, sometimes it can be as simple as when that voice inside of you says, no, don't go. You thank that voice mm-hmm. and you go anyway. <laughs> Because it's, like I said, it's like this muscle. And the more that we just start to get into the flow of taking action, and listen, we are going to have situations where we take action and maybe it's not the thing that's leading us to what we ultimately desire in our life. But we would never know that by just staying still. There's a time for staying still and there's a time to take action. Right? Right. You want to listen to that inner being, that inner knowing inside of you. And when you're not even sure what that inner knowing is, you just need to get still. Because I know for me, I was moving at a pace that was so fast that I didn't even allow myself the time and the space and the stillness to hear. You can't. You cannot hear your inner wisdom unless you're creating that sacred pause. And sometimes that sacred pause that silence, that stillness is almost like, okay, if I just sit still long enough, if I'm quiet for long enough, I have to deal with the pain. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to, you know, we don't want to deal with that. So it's like, well, let me just keep going. You know, I'm just going to bypass all of this stuff that I don't want to deal with, but it's like a shadow. It'll follow you around until it has your attention. And then you're like, enough already. Okay. I'm ready. Right. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy to talk to anybody about this because that was what I realized last year when I was, when I was in that darkness, I was like, Oh, it's here for a reason. And I think I didn't do this 20 years ago when I lost a child. And so now I'm, now I'm doing the depths. Like I'm, I'm going in and I knew that that was the only way through. And I also knew that if God forbid I did not do it, it was just going to get so much worse. And I was, I was like, I'm, 
I'm doing this now. So I never have to do it again. And you just said something that is something that I think a lot of people consciously know, but they don't realize how powerful it is. So instead of you going around it, you said, I'm just going to go in so I can go through versus I'm going to go around it because going around it, right? When we think, okay, I'm going to deal with it later when I have time, when it's the opportune moment, it does not work like that. It's almost like you got to go through it. I mean, it's like people are always like, well, what else can I do besides this? Yes. And I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> it's your soul because, calling. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, yeah, I think that's just so powerful. We've got to go in it. You know, we can't go around it because it will just keep following us. And then you'll, you'll notice that the months and the years go by and you're still dealing with it because you really haven't dealt with it. Right, which goes back to what you said about mind versus whole self. So oh, the mind yes. can know it, like, no, okay, I have this story. And if you don't go in and through, and, I, and we're talking about moving the energy, um, you know, healing the past life karma, listening to the ancestors, like going through and saying, show me the next thing. Show me, yes. show me, show me. Um, I am here, you know, and really being with your own soul. I mean, that's what it is to go in to just, yes, please recognize and see with the mind what the story is. And that in and of itself will not break the story. (laughs) There's there's a whole lot there. Yeah. Such wisdom in that, you know, this brought me to, I can remember a time when I was like on my hands and knees crying, like I had never cried before because I felt like I had unlocked something inside of me that I had been holding on to in terms of this secret that was just like this dis-ease in my body that was just making things worse. And I remember saying, I am so glad to go through this now because I really understand what it means to hold service and to be in support of another woman going through something. Mm. Oh, you yeah. know, it, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. No, 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 no. I, I, I just, you know, it was like, um, it was so much unease. And I just remember saying, I welcome this because <laughs> this is what it is about to hold space for another human being. Right. Okay. I'm going to bring in like a birth metaphor here. Because when I hear you say you're on your hands and knees, and I've had those moments too, you're birthing yourself. You're birthing yourself. Mm. Like I was birthing myself again last year, you know? Mm. And we don't do that alone. Like it is ours to do and we don't do it alone. And so I'm thinking we're women, we birth. We were birthing ourselves in those moments. And women don't birth alone. And so I had the the resources that showed up for me in that time were nothing short of sacred. I mean, they they were the people, the resources, the out of the blue phone calls from the Native American elder that I didn't even know. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. Like it was just like the whole universe was saying like, keep going, keep going, keep going, you know? So, so I was birthing myself and those resources were there. And so you're birthing yourself so that you can now hold the hand of women as they're birthing themselves. Like that's, that's just what I'm seeing as you're talking a minute ago. It's so, it's so powerful because many times we go through things and we just, you know, we just don't see the light on the other side. It's just like, we're, cause we're so deep in it. And I'm just so grateful in that moment that this clarity came. And I remember just, just saying thank you. Yes. I'm all in on this. And if I ever uh, was unsure, I am in this moment. And sometimes it, it, you know, it's a beautiful thing in the midst of going through the fire. Yes. So. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, Tracy, thank you so much for coming and bringing your wisdom and going to the deep and real places with me <laughs> with our listeners. I really appreciate what you shared about story. And I feel like in this conversation, we've gone to a depth that lets our listeners know that the stories are transmutable. And the process is not necessarily easy, but it's so worthwhile and it's so possible. And so it's yes. deep, like, I feel a deep encouragement to keep going and going through and, um, and doing it together. So yes, yes. It's so, you know, community support is so important. Um, especially the times we live in today, I feel like there's so many people suffering in silence and you don't have to. No. Yeah. No. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank when you. Breaking down old stories and being willing to tell new ones and um, to speak them out loud and speak the desires out loud and the truths out loud. So thank you so much for doing your work in the world and for thank walking you. in the way that you do. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here and for us to just have this conversation. I, I think the more that we have these conversations, we will see that we are all more alike than we are different. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Will you please speak into this space where people can find you on the web or social media? Sure. So on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Tracy Neely, T-R-A-C-Y. N-E-E-L-Y. You can go to my website. I'd love to connect with you. It's tracyneely.com. And, you know, if you have questions, if something is coming up for you, if, if something is triggering in you as you listen or watch this podcast, you know, um, please feel free to reach out and know that you are not alone. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being here, for sharing your story, for having this conversation, and for inspiring the world by living in your sacred truth. I invite everyone to hop on over to the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. It's free. It's safe to join in or start a conversation about anything you heard here today, anything that's active for you. Let's thrive in community right now. So many blessings. Thank you for being here. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.